Hold a seat at the bar to join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tans and Jess and me bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's Podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 12.11, The Game, where we are covering the novel Blood Rights. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. There's two kinds of people in the world. Winners and losers. Chapter 15. Laura has Dresden and Thomas held at gunpoint, whom we discover is Thomas's older sister... Thomas pleads for her to help him with his struggles with the Wraith household, but Laura is more inclined to remove Thomas and Harry from the equation with her pistols. Egads! Not just older sister, but oldest sister. And also, older sisters. Is it oldest? I don't think that that's confirmed. It's just an elder sister. (sighs) She just says baby brother. Take my baby brother out of this. Yeah. So he goes through a whole lot of... Ooh, she's hot. Wow, she's sexy. Gee, how did she catch up so fast? Ooh, don't get shot. <laughs> Fair enough. But really, all I came up with, is Romani really your last name? Married name, briefly. <laughs> so how brief was this brief? Did she divorce him? Did she eat him? Did she just want the name? Like He just happened to die a couple hundred years ago, okay? I Well, that wouldn't necessarily be briefly, though, but I just, you know. Well, maybe like, they were happily married for like a hundred years. That could be brief in the period. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All perspective. Uh, okay, yeah. Fairly. Fair, fair, fairly. Fair. For or a vampire. Been, you know, like a one-week Vegas uh, adventure. As we are learning. Woke up and went, yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, you know, happens to the best of us. I really like how Thomas, in this situation, is just like, oh, for the love of God. Which is just, like, the natural typical that everybody uses. But I find in a lot of, like, supernatural things... They always seem to like to make a big deal out of that. Like, the demons and the devils are never just going to say, oh, for the love of God. You know what I mean? The power of Christ compels you. Hiss. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like, oh, for the love of the devil. Or, you know what I mean? Or they just won't use because they don't want Stars and stones. Yeah. Well, even that, though, at least has its own sort of unique thing with it. But just have... Those pluralized gods, uh... Or, 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 yeah, even that, yeah, even in Jackson, it makes it a little bit, but just, yeah, I, again, it's just that whole point that I'm like, this is the, the normal, natural speech that we use, so, of course, even Thomas is growing up as an American vampire, just gonna be like, oh, for the love of God, right, it doesn't have to be some, hang a big note on it that, you know, oh, and a when, vampire, not, don't talk like that. He's not putting his full faith in God behind the... Or whatever, yeah. right, exactly. Could you but imagine, just, though? Yeah. <laughs> he just use the Lord's name. Yeah, yeah, right, like, I just... <laughs> Instant zap, like instant thunderbolt or lightning bolt or whatever, but yeah. You are crossing lines. You don't want to cross, Tommy. Right. <laughs> but yeah, as he makes this song, just yeah. God, would you just shut up? <laughs> I will say, Lara, who will become a huge character in the series, it's a really perfect introduction. Like, 
to really meet who she is now in these next few chapters. It's great. Like, yeah, welcome to the team. Hi, nice to meet you. Right. Yes, it, it, it again, this, this knack he has for introducing characters with a very... Wop-bam-a-loo-wop-a-wop-bam-boo. Yeah, but a very succinct, like, this is very much who they are without having to put a ton, a ton, a ton of, you know, scenes or expositions or whatever, right? You meet someone, you always get a really good gist right away of what this person is about and whatever, right? So, super hot sex goddess, gotta watch out for that. Also, whoops, super deadly, don't piss her off, don't mess around. She's in super lacy things in heels. Where was she keeping those guns? Uh, right. Darkness <laughs> wants to know. Right. <laughs> and she's so gorgeous and so beautiful. <laughs> really laying on the vampire whammy. Harry has to tell Yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> turn turn off the come hither whammy. Please, please. Yeah, please, yeah. Right. Please. <laughs> Which would be a very, I would say, that would be a complicated situation to have somebody holding a gun at your head and being like all sex and everything and be like, hello, hi. Yeah. I will shoot your brains out, but you're so turned on right now. Yeah, right? That you can't, yeah. It's a confusing moment for you. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, Laura hey. recognizes Harry as the wizard, not the PA, at least at this this point. And tries to shoot off you're part of his ear. Harry Treston. Or, or does. Does shoot try. off part of his ear. Because he's cracking wise-ass jokes at her. Yeah. Being a bitch. So she shoots him, which is also very fair. Harry needs to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and again, right? He's like... No oh. games and no sarcasm when it comes to the brother. Right? Well, especially not when you don't know what's going on about, right? Not not first impressions, Harry. Don't. <laughs> but yeah, I like how, how Thomas tries to insert. And Harry's just like, shut up! <laughs> The grown-ups are talking right the, now, Right, Thomas. like, yeah. you, you stay on the ground. He just shut the, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Thomas tries to, like, at least get himself to, or in the way to not have um, Harry be killed. Why not kill him? One, death curse. Two, I guess he's got his personal reasons, which he hasn't really, really revealed yet. To yeah. Laura, to, as far to, as we know, it's because he wants Harry to fix Genosa's problems. He's a friend of his. I hired him. Yeah, well, and this is the thing, is that we're getting a bit more of a hint here than we have. So we know, like, Genosa's like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's a thing in Genosa's, like, there might be all this pornography conspiracy thing going on. But now that Laura suddenly, like, Lara, now you're going to be, is suddenly like, you're interfering. This is what, Harry's like, I, I, nothing to do with White Court. Like, I didn't want to. Like, I just... Yes. You know, and then, and then, yeah, Thomas is like, I have personal reasons. And you're like, wait, what? Like, again, up until now, I just thought it was exactly that, that you have. And again, not entirely unreasonable that you sexy, sex-feeding succubi and incubi would happen to know, be friends with, be in the circle of a porn producer, right? And you're like, hey, he's a nice guy. I've liked him. I've known him a while. Shit's going down. You're an investigator. Hey, right? Like, all of that makes perfect, you know? So now all of a sudden you're like, wait, what personal reasons did you, other than just being friends with kind of Harry and, and Genosa? Well, we didn't mention this too. Harry's all, I didn't want to get involved in any of the white council, council white, white court, court business bullshit. You know, every time I hear white court, I get like, the, I hear night court and like that. Like, ah! do, 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 do. I like night court. Good old Harry Anderson. Actually, I'm aware of that show because they brought it back. Remember the one with the earring? They did. They did a reboot. Yeah, oh, really? I haven't watched the reboot yet. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Is it's that Harry's daughter. Oh. That's another Harry. Uh, well, Harry Anderson was the... The judge? The judge. I think that was the actor's name. I don't know. Anyways. 
I haven't been the one with the orangutan. Harry didn't want to get involved in any white court problems, except, as we've already mentioned, you A, fully knew that Thomas of the white court was asking you to get involved, instantly recognized Laura Wraith being on the set and being like, that's white court, or not knowing she was a wraith in the moment, but knowing yeah. it was white court, and instantly pegging Inari as well and being like, eh, she's not fully vampire, but clearly not fully human either. Yeah, he's not quite sure because he's like, he didn't get the same, not like, quite the same sex. knock you off your feet that Laura gave, but wait a minute, this it's is also a little sister, like. So I'm just saying, if you show up someplace and you're like, white court, white court, white court, I did not know that I was in white court territory. What the hell, Okay, man? but granted, in whatever portion of this timeline, whether it's been two hours or 12 hours, he just found that out because, yeah, Thomas asked him, but he only met Inari when he got back to set. She wasn't there this morning. And then he met Lara immediately after. So he has only just found out that there are more whites involved yeah. than just, right? Like, well, and yeah. as far as Harry's concerned, he's hired to protect, or like to, to figure out what the, the the curse that's happening with around Arturo. Yeah. yeah he, he's not actually involved in the business side of it at all. He no. really just wants to do the curse part. But yeah, but I get that he sort of hasn't had enough of that information for long enough to really put it together to know that he was, you know Eight what I mean? Eight hours on set. Okay. But yes, okay. He's still a little bit, that. not naive, but a little bit just over angry. And it's, Maybe. You've like, had a yeah, couple like, hours to think about this. You pegged together the whole situation as you managed to do CPR for Giselle this morning, and now you're like, have had eight hours on set to just be like, hmm, no, I've got no more thoughts about this. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and that, so, yeah, from that point of view, I can see how that kind of puts it together a little bit. You would think that now it's starting to connect, like, Having said it, maybe he didn't get there on his own immediately. He's, you know, busy watching out for anything else to happen. But again, as soon as she shows up and says it, you think that, yeah, it'd be a little bit more of a wipe. Like, oh, shit, I am in the middle of something white court, am I? As opposed to just like, I didn't know what, what you know. Leave me out of it. Like, I didn't come here for that. But now that you mention it, actually, it makes it really obvious. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? But yeah, we uh, don't get that. And Laura does mention here too. She's like, Arturo's independent streak is an internal matter of the white court. And that's Which, like, that oh, to me says a lot. That is insane information. That, How is Arturo part of the white court? Yeah, and that that he does. And it, which, again, fine. Maybe we rack it up to like adrenaline and heat of the moment. She's just like buzzed his ear with a bullet. Maybe it's taking him a minute longer to put things together through fear or whatever you know but exactly like as i was reading that i'm like hello big blaring wee -oo, wee -oo, up wee -oo. in lights you and know he kind of knows because he knows like thomas has been holding back information like well so he's, he's, he's but this is definitely like get, a big well, reveal he, he, oh you have been that's yeah exactly it you know bit by like every step of this thing there's like a little bit more and a little bit more and a little, so exactly oh first lara shows up or whatever and then oh white court stuff and wait genosis involved in a wait you're right yeah exactly yeah well and thomas too. I mean, Harry has every reason in the world to be mad at Thomas because Thomas turns to Lara and is all, oh, this is a tempest in a teapot, which is just saying you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. And no, actually, this seems pretty huge, dude. What's going on? <laughs> well, yeah, I can see. Well, obviously, Thomas is trying to downplay it and, and maybe, not get but out it of still it. seems like just so. This is why no one trusts you. Yeah, yeah. You're Well, and this is, I think, part of where she gets in, like, now you're suddenly trying to. But, okay, so uh, after she zaps his ear and she's like i'm in no mood to play games he's like point taken she's like lovely she said but she didn't lower the twin pistols the autumn's evening breeze blah 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 blah, blah. 
Harry, Thomas said. This is my oldest sister, Lara. Lara, Harry Dresden. A pleasure, she said. Thomas, step out from behind the wizard. I don't want to get one of these rounds. I don't want one of these rounds to take you if they go through. <laughs> there you go. So that was the part I was looking for. I was like, I like how she's just like, this is like the, the concern and the whatever, right? Like, just the cold-blooded whatever, right? She's just like, Thomas, you just want to move over because if I, you know, end up having to shoot Harry, I don't want to accidentally shoot you through. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, Thomas, stay where you are. <laughs> you know? But again, just that supreme casual. And the other thing I always find interesting here is that the way they go from like that one second to being like, get away from my brother. Like, don't even write. He's, she's just like, why are you attacking him? And he's like, it was a slow night. There was no one else. And she's like, bitch right take me seriously and be like get away from him like don't want to hit you accidentally to automatically being like oh you're doing shit i'm just gonna kill you now too <laughs> and i get a little i was like oh wait what but again from our perspective i was like you're so much like big sister protective 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 oh it is quite a bit of a this is gonna be inconvenient no just fuck it, it. Yeah. you know and i'm like but yeah well I, I don't know if it speaks more to her like being volatile or if it speaks more to like the danger if she follows through, like, fuck it, no, I'm just going to kill you now, because that means I'll be dead if I help you. And, yeah, and I think a little bit more, like, I don't even think it is exactly, like, volatile. Like, that implies more, like, passion and 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 um, um, caprice or whatever, right? But exactly, she's just very matter-of-fact, very methodical. Number one, my skin's more important, and if you risk tipping the boat at all... I'm going to just dump you out now instead of, you know, I'm not even going to wait to see if it causes a ripple or not, you know. But, um, yeah. But even, yeah, this whole thing where she brings out some of the rest of it, too. Because, again, it seems, and probably makes more sense to them. It did seem kind of like a big jump to me where she suddenly, because, again, she's like, are you going to play? And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm going to make a move against him. And she's like, what? You're crazy. And I was like, how do we suddenly get here? Like a yeah, get- it was a little bit rushed, her whole, like, yeah. now you're making a move, which is totally just, what move? Nothing's been done at all, whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Thomas so asked much- Harry to come and help about a curse with Genosa, which... And I, I do get that it makes more sense from them, because they know yeah, what's been... Their point of view is seeing, oh, Arturo's production is cursed, which helps... But the white court. Yeah, but again, we presume, but I mean, again, just in that, yeah, that instance of, with... That being the only thing said, she seems to suddenly draw more, like, you know, I'm like, even though you guys know what your whole internal politics is going on, I'm like, that one comment suddenly makes you like, oh, now you're making a move and now this is going to happen. I'm like, I didn't get all, how do you know he's not just, she goes further to say uh, a little bit, uh, I think in this chapter, a little bit later, all of our siblings, I've heard so many brothers and so many sisters say this this exact same thing to me just help me take down dad and it'll all be okay, right? So I imagine she's gotten used to watching this whole situation play out where eventually my younger siblings always want to go fight dad and I'm just waiting for the moment that they all turn on dad and then I'm... Yeah, and, and yeah, and exactly, right? Because she's like, your, your timing's horrible. She's like, the race position is already precarious among the houses, right? So we've got other, she mentions Malvor and stuff like that. She's like, they will just, right, if you start making any civil war here, lots that's of political gonna, drama going on. Lots of political drama, right? And that's, that's when he's like, dad's there, losing though? it. And that's what she said, you know, me, I've heard, but yeah. There's a comment right in there, too. Your timing is horrible. We know for a fact that Thomas is only like in his 30s right now he's just like right at the cusp of 30 give or take right now yeah 
Uh. When did you want him to do this? He hasn't been around for a couple hundred years, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. He's not a 300-year-old vampire who could have done this 200 years ago. He's literally 30 years and old. And this is our point. This is why most of them don't, because they all decide. And again, I think that plays to the whole nature of these of, of this branch of the vampires and everything like that and then specifically these families and the whole bit is that exactly is that obviously it is a lot of scheming to get to the top you don't just have a nice um hierarchy by birth you know dad's gonna die i mean they're vampires but whatever he steps down or gets killed or whatever Still happens to vampires house and then it's gonna pass down to thomas and then it's gonna pass down right it's no it's you scheme and fight and lot <laughs> they're, they're like the, the, the um game of thrones <laughs> just a non-stop killing for that throne yeah yeah, yeah pretty much is exactly yeah. it's whoever can get and yeah and laura has been around long enough to see and do some of this stuff so she's like I've seen a lot of people try to depose him and take that top spot, and I'm more than happy being number two right now because I have seen it all fail time and time again. Stick to the status quo. And, yeah, I'm okay with not getting squashed like a bug because Dad just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he will destroy I, you. I love you until you oppose me. It won't me be a slap then, on the wrist. You'll be dead. Exactly, or worse or whatever, right? So... But then Thomas even throws in here too, dad's losing it, he hasn't been right for years and we all know it, he's getting old, it's only a matter of time. You're 30 years old. You've got no bases. Yeah. This is the only guy you've ever known. Like, I guess. I mean, unless he's pulling on that whole family like, okay. Which he must be. Are, you know, obviously, yeah. But I still keep, like, sometimes they talk to each other as though Thomas is also a couple hundreds year old vampire. I'm like, he's baby. He's a baby. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. I, I was going to say, it is all relative, right? Because, again, in his perspective, I mean... You're approaching that, right? When you start feeling like 30, you do feel like you've been around for a while and you suddenly feel like that's no, no. when people start making And a big... for humans, that's great. <laughs> for vampires. Okay, but again, right, maybe, Tommy, when you're going for through your first human lifespan, you know, again, maybe that yeah, 30 does okay, develop yeah. the same way. Like, sure, by the time yeah, you've hit... Summer feels like a really long time when you're six and nothing at all. Like oh, and I was literally years. just going to say, like, yeah, right? Like, the four-year-old now, is she starting to you know, get those those retained memories and things, you know. And again, it's absolutely to hear her on the cusp of turning five being like, I remember when I was little and I went, you know, like, oh, and I was like just a bit, you know what I mean? It's like like last week, you know, but it's like, yeah, for her two years ago was like when she was such a little kid and couldn't do anything. Now there's like so much she can do, you know. So yeah, I think sort of perspective-wise that way too, I can see how... Again, most of us in our lives would be like, well, if I just watched my dad going nuts for like the last 10 years, that is a significant portion of your, you know, it's a third of his life or whatever, right? So maybe, but I take it to be, I mean, essentially any time that he's been able to be aware, right? You get your memories, not um, as, you know, a four-year-old who's got memories of maybe the last year or so, but the memories you can retain as an yeah. older child, teenager, adult is generally at about five or yeah. you know, so five saying eight. She's just getting to that age too, yeah, that four or five where she's starting to, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. But like, just getting to the age where she's going to start creating the memory she has forever. Yes. She doesn't, everything up until this point is basically she's not ever going to be able to remember it again. Short term memory, yeah. At all. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying for Thomas... Essentially, you know, uh, up until five, six, seven, eight, all of that's nothing. So a yeah. third of your life is still. Well, again, it's almost more like two thirds of his life because, or half of it, I guess, or yeah, whatever. That's what because... But that's what I mean, though. It's still not significant. 
Yeah. In terms of a vampire who's been around for like 1,500 years yeah. or whatever it is. Whatever they go for. Yeah, no, I, I agree from that point. But like I say, considering this is his first time around, I can see how it would feel significant to Thomas. And okay. yes, you're right. Sometimes I have to kind of stop and remind myself because you're right. Sometimes he does seem like he's, you know, again, like 300 in there with some of his other, you know, family members as opposed to, you know, exactly that. Yeah, no, it's not. But... Anyway, so yeah, he's all like, oh, we'll, we all stand together. And she's like, well, I'll die together. And he's like, well, no, if you do it, then we can all stand up to it. And, you yeah, know, well, I mean, and she's like, and leave you to his mercy. Like, if he finds out, she's like, that'll be worse. The nicest thing I can do for you is just kill you myself right now. It's yeah, like, he, he makes an attempt don't to be like, any favors. <laughs> if the whole family turns on him, we could win this. And she's like, yeah, no, the fuck we can't. Yeah. She's so he tried. He failed. Still not, sir. Which, again, <laughs> speaks a lot to Papa Wraith. How powerful is this guy that Lara has been around for a couple centuries or whatever? We don't know exactly. Um, but I think that speaks to how powerful is Papa Wraith that he's been around for a couple centuries, or that Lara has been around for a couple centuries and has never felt confident enough to make that move. And then, especially now that she has seen, you know, presumably waited long enough until others had done it, now she's definitely like. Well, and if he's losing his marbles, like Thomas says, then he's even more unpredictable. More unpredictable, but again, he's got enough power. Like, she's seen him do things that she's like, I don't even care about what the... But the vampires... I don't think that weakens him enough. It just, like you say, makes him unpredictable, maybe volatile, but she's, like, not necessarily any weaker or... The vampires in the fairy court are the two supernatural factions that we know the best the biggest yeah the best of yeah and yeah if you've got a king for each of the vampires then that means three kind of four vampire kings have to be running around red black white yeah exactly okay. and we know the queens obviously they're whole three and three and whatever yeah. else right so yeah if you're gonna be king of not just one or the other. We need to stand up and be, you know, an equal partner to a, a super, two other kings, uh, essentially. A supernatural nation superpower. <laughs> right, but that's what I mean, though, is it's it's one thing then, to be like, oh, yeah, the king of all the vampires when it's just one faction is just yeah. fine, whatever. But you've got three different factions. That yeah. almost makes me think that you've got to be even more, more powerful yeah. as, a, as, a, as a stance because there are so many different moving parts into all it's like all yes. these overlapping Venn diagrams and things but. <laughs> <laughs> good old Venn diagrams yeah no I agree because you're right not only are you keeping on top in your own little cluster and your home politics now on the world level exactly and because we haven't really clearly seen like since the start of the vampire war now we kind of see right like at Bianca's thing she was like hey blacks come kind of work with me and they sort of expected once the war started that the whites would just fall like okay well we're all vampires now that makes us all on the same side right enemy my enemy and the whites are kind of like eh, we don't know but again you can see that they don't automatically just fold together and work together all the time right it's like they sort of only seem to come together in in this where they've got a shared purpose or, or you know whatever to go against right so yeah I could see you definitely always fighting against those other ones for I'm sure a certain level of of it's hierarchy or dominance and who's who's more powerful the black court the red court the white court you it just know? suddenly reminded me of like how our Canadian politics works because uh in Britain it's mostly just two you've got more parties in britain and america you've got more but it generally comes down That's to just two party system yeah. and same with america it generally comes down to just a two-party system france is a little bit more diverse than that but in canada we're a three-party system significantly we've got more than that but who cares they're never gonna get any seats really 
significantly. Anyways, <laughs> in Canada, well, we used to be a two-party system. Now we've expanded to three. So well, in another few. <laughs> We've been three for a while, though. My point is, though, is that in Canada, a lot of the time when one is winning, the other two join up to fight against them so that they've got still a majority against the other side. Yes. And so it's just like, okay, well, the blacks have no choice but to join up with whoever will take them because they're only like five guys anyway. Yeah, they've been But the white court is enough of a power on their own that they're like, we don't need to stoop to your level at all. We're fine. We'll just, we haven't. Yeah, it's like, it's like we don't have to take a deal. We have Mm -hmm. options. We have choices. We can choose to be a part or we can choose to. You didn't come and ask us if we wanted to start a war. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah, they're, they're not just left to take. This Whatever's is not up. like every time Britain or America goes to war. It's like, hey, Canada, uh, guess who's allies? You got to come too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. So yeah, but anyway, so we t- so this is oh that's what I started to say before the confusing part and that the Lara and her come hither thing because you're like, here's really confused because then Thomas starts starts realizing that he's not getting anywhere really talking that she's not gonna listen she's not on his side so now he's got to try and convince her to not kill him. What was that shiver for? Just turning on your sex whammy on your siblings to get them to listen oh, to you. Like, and this is why. And I, I like think that's the, next chapter, actually. No, it's right here. Is it? Is it? Oh, yeah. It's just just about. Oh, it's the end right of at the end. It, I right see at it the now. end. Okay, of sorry. It, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Nope, that's quite all right. I thought that's, it was. I, the, I thought sometimes. it was the start of the next one. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's okay. Okay. Um, but exactly then. Yeah, and that is part of what is so creepy and perverse about the whites is exactly that, right? Well, like it's their weapon. You got an inkling. Which I get. Well, we got this faint inkling because like I say, when Inari is talking to dad and you're like, that's kind of weird that she's combining, you know, and again, I'm like, he's obviously making some kind of inappropriate joke comment about her hooking up with him when most of the normal world and most parents are like, the fuck you are at that age, right? So we're like, or at least right. just, you don't talk to me about or that. Or just, <laughs> you don't talk to me about it, right? So you get the teenies and then exactly you get here where Thomas starts putting on the whammy and that's when Harry is like, I'm glad it wasn't directed as me, because at me, because that would have been, you know, he's like, I can even notice the effect here, and I just am not, I'm like, not even a little bit bi, I just don't, you know, he's like, I like girls all the way, and this is already right, and then, yeah, exactly, the fact that, that Thomas and Lara are brother and sister, and you're like, this is how, oh, I don't, I don't like, I don't like your family. See, the Dresden Files actually keeps, um... A little bit less sexual than a lot of other supernatural yes. content because most other, like you see the TV so TV show Lucifer. Lucifer sleeps with everyone. Yes. Doesn't matter what their gender is at all because he's the devil. He tempts yeah. everyone. He's interested yeah. in anyone who is willing to come into temptation, right? Yes. And even there's a couple more in like, um, like I find there's you know a couple episodes even in Buffy when it's like they don't even care. It's just like yeah, yeah. come join the dark side. We don't care. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And tons and tons and tons of other content too where it's like yeah oh the supernatural from the hell's demon they they don't care about Captain Jack. sexuality okay <laughs> they'll just tempt whoever they can do right but it, you don't even have to be human let alone male or female <laughs> right <laughs> just stretched out piece of skin is yeah awesome. hopefully she wasn't then though but yeah although then he is too he's, he's just a much larger piece of skin face of Bo I know I'm that just, that I he, yeah his was like yeah this is kind of it's like a, a weird timeline. Very, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, regardless of all that, is that yes, 
this is not as sexualized in the same way as not quite it's it's just a little bit like yeah thomas is into women yeah laura's into men they don't sleep with the other gender unless they just need to you know their whammy accidentally leaks out the edges and stuff or they need to manipulate someone at the time right, or they're on the set and it's called for or whatever ugh. but i mean it, i see it more like in this in this case not so much like the incestuous like mm-hmm. as as it's it's a power grab that just happens to be sex-based. Which, okay, to a certain point, I do agree with that. Their psychic powers is their thing. This is what's so hard, right? It it is what is entwined and what is not and what is separate and what is... Yeah, it's... Like, it's all wrapped up together and all of it's not at the same time. They're monsters, okay? They're vampires 100%. It's just no matter what it is, it's wrong and it's... Yes. Creepy and bad. Whatever, yeah. But, yes, it is a little bit hard to separate exactly which, which... It, it, I know this is wrong. I'm just having a hard time placing exactly how. <laughs> yeah, or just that they have no qualms crossing that line or whatever and exactly. Yeah, use them if you got them, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. But And I will say, we do see at, at later points, we we occasionally bump into other white courts. And you will see there are some there that are less discriminatory. And, you know, again, that it's not, again, it comes down very much to the personal yes. taste and advice or whatever, right? That some of them are very fluid and very don't give a crap. And others, again, in this particular instance, right? Harry just normally does not tend to lean that way, has not normally been been attracted to a guy in any way. Uh, Thomas, generally, you know, he's got Justine and that is that. And so this whole thing is just a little bit like... This is just extra weird. Like, it's bad enough when Laura does it, because I know she's a monster and I don't, but it's even worse when Thomas is doing it, because I really don't want to be... And then, yeah, but much like Harry was kind of able to pull back and be like, hey, recognize when Laura was doing it, being like, mm, can you please not? Laura, where they think for a second that she's maybe, and they're like, oh no, must have just been the bridge. She's like, the breeze. She's like, yeah, cut that shit out. I'm not falling for it. And it's a lot, like, you oh, know, fuck. easier to see through the mist when you know there's mist. That too, right. But yeah, you get the whole little thing where where she even tells him, right? Because again, he just casually had his hand behind his back this whole time. <laughs> like, I mean, I know some people do kind of like tuck it, but I was like, really? There's very few. But I just like how, yeah, his hand has just been casually. Yeah, yeah. In this whole showdown situation. And, and then she's like, mm, take your hand out, please. And then Harry's like, Oh my goodness, he's got a gun hiding back there. <laughs> As a final so, note here, I know we're wrapping up this chapter, but yeah. I do like that like Harry doesn't even get to say his own final words. So Laura's like, you speak for him. Yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd right. be so, so offended. I don't even get to say my own final words. I can see in some in some ways, just from the political aspect of why Laura would choose to to just dispose of both of them because like thomas is officially a traitor to the crown and yeah if you're looking at it just from a point of royalty there's like i'm trying to remember the, the word for it because like it's not heretic but there's an actual term for like when you treason tra- like, traitor tra- um, yes, maybe it's treason yeah maybe I, i'm not sure yeah I, I think i sort of get where you're going and now i'm tickling like, my brain i feel like you're, you're talking about Overthrowing your king. Yeah, that's yeah, that's bad. That's basic treason. I was thinking more yeah. in a familial, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just looking looking at it from a royalty sense, like yes, yeah, that's worth. I don't know if it's any of those synonyms. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I know what it is. <laughs> Always. Don't worry, the Discord will get to it before you. Of course, <laughs> right? That's uh, not on there. The word you are looking for is <laughs> right. But yeah, exactly. It's it's even just. I don't even want to whiff of this. Like, I don't even want people to think I knew you knew this, let alone that I was involved in it. Exactly right. that whole, right? 
tarred by the same brush. They're like, I don't, I don't even want to get a. You're a traitor. A, Off with your head. Yeah, right. She's like, yeah, I don't want to be associated with this at all in any way, shape, or form. So exactly, she's like, I'm gonna just get rid of you. So you can't cause trouble. And I'll just get rid of the wizard too because. He's a wizard. We don't really like him anyways. And you brought him into this. So I don't know exactly what you brought him into. But again. Everyone seems to be pissed off at this guy. So can, I'll just help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be- before I find out if he's like really involved or just peripherally involved. We'll just exactly. We'll just make all of it go away. And then nothing has to worry about nothing. And it's all. She is a dutiful daughter. She's a dutiful daughter. And just a deadly domineering badass that just is like. Oops. Oh, well. Love you. But oh, well. I'm like, I, I can't throw out, you know, like, the art picture my kid made in, like, you know, kindergarten anymore. But she'll be like, yeah, go from protecting you to killing you in, like, the bat of an eyelash. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 16. Laura shoots Thomas when they attempt to make a break for it. Thomas manages to distract Laura and save Harry and allow him to get a fire spell off at Laura. As Dresden tries to get Thomas to safety, he mistakes Inari for an enemy, and she knocks him nearly unconscious. Laura comes to take over the scene when three black court vampires arrive to threaten everyone there. I like how he starts off. He's like, I've been in Harrier situations. Actually, it's kind of depressing how often I am now in these situations. Harrier. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, But yeah, they try to do the whole thing. So, (laughs) a little standoff of Supercharge. So, we now, okay, so... Thomas has shifted slightly so Harry can see the gun tucked into his waistband. So he's like, aha, we're going to make a move here. So Thomas is like, whatever, and does his, ooh, I'm going to jump to the side. And Harry's like, I feel super cool. We're doing the partner thing and tries to grab the gun. And the fucking gun is in his pants are so damn tight he can't get the gun out. <laughs> Epic fail. It was a fun moment. It just sounds so it, cool. And then it's Right? You're just waiting. Right? You're like, Harry, yes. And you're like, well, Thomas obviously is the slick supernatural power so you know it's gonna be this, this great 007 moment right no fucking tight pants I, on the fucking <laughs> I do appreciate that that and Jim Butcher writes in Harry to fail as often as he does <laughs> yes it is not just exactly he's not make just it easy the never yeah massively the massively alternative <laughs> difference is that I've been reading the Count of Monte Cristo and the oh. way the old books are written compared to new books is like yeah the 21st century way of writing a book is that authenticity comes from failure, okay? Your readers are going to relate more to a character that has adversary and doesn't win the day every single time and that does fail. Oh, yeah, I stuck my foot in my mouth like that once, too. I still remember and cringe every time. Yeah, I got you, Harry. Count of Monte Cristo? This guy just wins and wins and wins. He's <laughs> the best swordsman and the best shooter, and he's the richest man at the party, and yeah. he's the most cultural, and he's the, the most well-traveled, right. and he owns the best horses, and he owns the most famous house, and he's been gone the every invite to every ball, and he's Boilers. the... Fe- it's just like... Want to read yeah, there's a lot more two-, two dimensions. Totally, to it. and like the, the, I the melodrama. Of it. Notice it in other books too, or like o- older books, Archetypes, where yeah, yeah, like 
and again, it was a great book. I, I enjoyed it the whole way through. I wasn't going like, wow, this is really bad writing the whole time. But yeah. the discrepancy was like, that to you Jesus is Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it harder to relate if you're not part of that class. Yeah. Well, it creates a sense of this otherworldly being, well, even he, if they're supposed to be just okay, a human but you know guy. it's going to happen because he wins every time, right? Yeah. So here we know, we like ultimately we're like, okay, well, Harry's got to win every time. He's the hero of the books. And again, we're on book six. Obviously, he hasn't been defeated yet. But again, it gives you those, which parts are he going to win, and when, and how. Is it going to be, you know, like the first couple books, he had some big wins. He came out, he beat the big bad boss, boom, he moved on. Death masks, scraped by by the skin of his teeth. Like he says, he's like, I don't really win this one, I survived. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're like, Harry's going to, and you're like, okay, he, he did. But so much of that was not a big win in that one, right? So that, like you say, right, it's not just like you know that Harry's untouchable and no matter what, he's going to save everybody, right? You start going like, oh, shit, you know, like, like is everybody going to make this out of it? Is everybody going to make it out of this or whatever, you know? Like, is Thomas going to die in this book because Harry can't protect him from his sister? I actually did just see on the internet the other day someone saying, I hope 12 months, which will be book 19 in the Dresden Files, is the first book 18. Battleground is 17? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 18. 12 months will be book 18, and I'm really hoping that it is kind to Dresden because it has been so fucking bad for so many books in a row. This poor guy never gets a break. I'm feeling horrible now at the end of all these books because it's just been getting... And yeah, like the last few books in the series have had a lot of devastating blows after blows after blows, but for me, reading them, it always seems to be a very well mix of the good and the bad. He gets a win and he gets a loss by the end of the book. I wasn't reading it quite as depressing, but this person was like... It's been horrible the last few books. He gets nothing. There's never yeah. any wins ever since changes. And it's just like, which is, you know, to a point, I get where they're coming from. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, I would like to see Harry have a couple more big wins as a final. Like, the book is done and everything's going to be okay. Unfortunately, you know, where the universe has been built. <laughs> yeah. Until we blow up planet Earth. <laughs> Sorry, Harry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for sure, I mean, that's what I joke about when saying, well, like, well, I could never be a good author because you know what I mean? I'm like, I would have such a hard time, like, shitting on my favorite characters or my leads or, you know, killing off people or, you know, I'm like, I want them to be the best. Of course, Harry's going to have the best house and the best car and the best, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I appreciate that in authors that they, they can you know, let them lose sometimes and not make them, because you're right, it does make it, but again, the flip side of that is, too, is you're right. We start getting a lot of that with Harry when I'm like, okay, you need, I, I get he's quote-unquote only human, he's a guy living his life, he's got all this stuff stacked against him, but you're right. Sometimes you're like, can you can you just, instead of making him like the unwilling or the the just barely hero, just, just make him the big goddamn hero, <laughs> you know? Let him just save the fuck. You know, again, he's always like, wizards can do this and wizards can do that. And then he's always like scraping. I'm like, no, come out where you're just like, the other guy is the pathetic bug you stomp on. You know what I mean? You were just like, I encounter this shit in my sleep. And you have, you know, you have your shit on you and it's working and you're well, you know, as opposed to like, I didn't have my shield bracelet. I had to hide behind a garbage can. And, you know. A trait of like horror and thriller books that sets them apart from most other genres is that a lot of the time, everyone does lose by the end of it. Whether it's a movie or a book, everyone does just end up dead and defeated and... Last man standing, Exactly. Kind of, yeah. And then that person the doesn't same. want to be alive because they've got survivor's guilt. Exactly. <laughs> it's not the same overcoming adversary and, oh my God, we saved the day and, yeah. oh my gosh. It's, 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 it's not your rom-com 
But a big thing that sets it apart is that you don't win and that there is no overcoming the day and everyone loses and is dead by the end. Yeah, and there's no cut and dried black and white. Exactly, and there's a certain point where, yeah, just as the Trozen Files goes on, it gets a little bit like, okay, bro, where the well, hell is the le- win? Le- less noir and more like, yeah, horror genre kind of a thing. We're supposed to be fantasy novels. Everyone wins in fantasy novels. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I want a little bit. And, yeah, I, I write the same thing, like why Game of, Th- Game of Thrones and stuff like that, right? I'm like, I don't want want too much realism with my you know, fantasy, media, whatever, right? I'm like, I want that escape, I want that. I'm like, I, like, yeah, a little bit of heart. And I mean, I get that's part of the challenge, too, that if Harry just won all the time, where would be the, right? You've you wouldn't got, be able to relate to him. Well, you wouldn't be able to, well, but, but nothing would happen. He's a wizard. Like, how do you, how does a normal person relate to right. a wizard? Exactly. By making him fail. But Well, yeah, but I mean, again, right, if Harry always had every mu- magical tool he wanted when he wanted it. He'd just be Gandalf. He'd, well, okay, <laughs> but you know what I mean? But exactly, there wouldn't be any conflict. He would never get himself into any scrapes or situations. There wouldn't be, right? So I'm like, I get some of that conflict and tension to make it work and have a reason like, okay, well, how can we make it not? just win the day all the time because Harry could but at the same time I'm like part of me is like yeah I'm like but with these things I'm like but that's why you have the wizards well, because they can just and one point to that too is that actually it can kind of be um, not necessarily cathartic but sometimes it is poignant yes. when they all fail sometimes that's just the way the story has to go I am legend the book not the movie Yeah. the main character dies yes! in that one okay it's been out for a long time, okay? The main character dies at the end of the book, okay? He yes. does. Yes, he spends yes. the whole book fighting the vampires, and then eventually he's like, for what reason? Yeah. Everyone on Earth is a vampire now. I'm the last human. What do I want to keep surviving? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? What, yeah. The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Really horribly depressing book, okay? If you haven't read it, it's essentially like just apocalyptic world, and everyone's just trying to make it to the next base camp, whatever, and the whole world is basically turned into the purge, where you just kill and rob everyone to get enough to survive to the next day, right? And eventually, everyone just kind of, like, sits down on the road and dies. They're like, what? Why do I keep walking yeah. towards anyone? What is the What's point the of point? life? What am There's, I here? Yeah. What are we doing this for, right? Yeah. There's a certain point where I wonder, like, uh, you know, even the Hunger Games, for example, Katniss never wanted to have kids because... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't want to put them through why this. Why would I put them through this? And then in the epilogue, at the very last book, she it's revealed that she's had a baby, and I... At yeah. first hated it. I was like, she was so vehemently against having kids. Yeah. But it was a point in point that she felt the world had become a better place, that it was safe to raise children now and have them. It was a very big... Yeah, and this that is she a message, was with okay? somebody that she loved and wanted to be yeah, in a better choice. I feel that the world it. is yeah. safe enough to actually do this thing that I once thought was like the cruelest thing you could do to anyone in the universe, was yeah. bring them into this universe. Yeah, yeah. But I do wonder at times if the Dresden Files is just going to be like, there is only one way to end this, okay? Is it eventually going to get to that apocalyptic just... end of, yeah. One of the things that I hate sometimes is I'm like, you get, you have to have some of that conflict and tension in order to make a story. But I hate when you can tell it's going on for two, right? Where it's just everything is like just a near miss, uh, you know? And it's like, for God's sake, can you find some other way to make this story work or get, you know what I mean? Like, I hate when it's always like, um, George Costanza, where it's just shit on constantly and they never get any happiness. Oh, and you're well, like, well, what's the point anymore? Well, part of that, but but even just like, you know, where it's literally like they're on either side of 
you know, like the sitcom kind of a thing, you know? It's like the guy walks in the front door, somebody leaves out the back, and they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then the guy leaves out the front, and the other person, oh, wait, I forgot that it was, you know? And there's like that constant, right? Whereas, like, if you just would both walk in the room at the same time, but you're both literally, like, on the other side of the door from me, and it's like, you get a little bit of that at first, be like, oh, oh. But I'm like, I hate when it's like there's like half the book or three quarters of the book, and you're like, this is yeah, bullshit at please. this point. They they yeah. they should have just they either just call each or, other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either it's like you're drawing it out where it's no fun that they haven't, or again you're like it's just not reasonable. Like, okay, I'm tired of it going on like this. Yeah. Let them meet and get on with the rest of it, and that's just the other side of the the beat up of Dresden stuff sometimes too. I'm like it's definitely poignant. He's had some big moves, and I I like you know the story arcs and the characters, but again, right? I'm like I don't want it to as you say just descend into that nothing but that devastation and without the payoff dra- yeah 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 exactly so all that is to say that we are not at that moment <laughs> he's still fighting to win the day anyways still fighting to win the day luckily enough for harry he does have time to say a few words because laura shoots thomas <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough with their mangled super smooth yeah so, um... And he threw her keys at her. Harry's got the ashtray, Thomas has the keys. <laughs> Crime-fighting duo hey, of the century. In all fairness, it hurts to be hit by a keys. It does. And I was gonna say, that was like, you know, for how many years now have they been like, you know, the the poor man's defense thing? Yeah. You walk around with your keys in your fists, and you know, if you poor lonely women walking home by yourselves at night. And, but yeah, yeah. But she managed, she gets it in the leg and like in the gut. Yeah. So neither of these, one, makes your mobility more awkward, and two, gut wounding just in general is going to make everything more. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, not cool. So, But yes, manages at least to give Harry the chance to, to launch some kind of counterattack, even though it's like sloppy and messy. And, which is funny, though, because he's like, oh, I had my blasting rod and everything like that, but it was kind of, and you're thinking it's just going to be kind of like a whoosh I miss. But no, it's the size. He's like, instead of just like a nice, neat, like, lance of fire, he's like, it's not like this 30-foot cone of fire. Like, can you imagine in the studio? They could like, see that from space. Like, how soundproof is your soundstage? Because I'm like, it's almost surprising, because, you know, again, you forget those little details, and you're like, given this whole, again, these things happen fairly quickly, but the amount of stuff that goes down here, this fight had to take a couple of minutes or something like that. It's not super instantaneous. Did nobody hear this giant boom and come running out of the building? It's a concrete building. Also, if you had a flamethrower, that doesn't make noise. No, but no, but he's because he does it because he's like, when you take that instant creation of air, it made a big, huge boom because he sucked all the, right? Mm -hmm. Like that thunder lightning, you just suddenly had a humongous thunderbolt. Maybe. I still like, feel like a big concrete building. Like, you'd hear something, you'd be like, what the fuck was that? But you're not going out into the night. You know? Oh, like, I, and they made some good distance when they ran, ran when he ran. Well, oh, that's true. They did run away a little bit further. That could be part of it. But I mean, like, yes and no, I get what you're saying. But think about it. Even in a lot of those types of buildings, like, you still hear it when it's thunder. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know, yeah, with her, her stiff arm, Barbie and Ken. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking, they're on set, they're like, oh, the, the earth moved. <laughs> yeah, <it> did, baby. <laughs> Bobby's like, I feel much better now. Does Chicago get earthquakes? <laughs> I feel like that's the wrong side of the country I for feel like it is, but I also am, like, trying to remember, it's like, have they ever mentioned any little ones in, like, the Chicago, or in the Dresden verse, or is that only when there's, like, supernatural stuff? I, I don't I just feel like earthquakes are, like, Yeah, I, I don't think that's generally West where. West Coast thing. Yes, definitely much more. That whole San Andreas 
vaulting and yeah my vancouver's getting some now but yeah there are some other places where you get bits i mean like they get tremors somewhere but like you say but all the way to chicago that's, that's exactly <laughs> that my point is like, like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like yeah chicago is probably that seems like america's like, going underwater <laughs> uh, yeah how often does like winnipeg or whatever get right like yeah vancouver sometimes gets quakes or aftershocks or whatever but not usually like manitoba or ontario or anything so <laughs> nothing knocking the dishes out of your uh, i just feel right. like if chicago's noticing an earthquake from california yes. we're noticing an it, earthquake from california ag- agreed my <laughs> yes that's that's what i'm saying um but i don't know he just says that it makes it and i feel like maybe not sometimes when you're in like a big warehousey type thing you know but i also feel like a lot of those types of things you do still sort of hear something. So I'm like, if, if regular like thunder is enough to be like, oh, it's thundering and lightning outside. We're having a storm. That in the middle of nothing, if he suddenly produced this major and didn't produce it five miles up in the air, he produced it like, you know, probably less than one mile away from where they were. Who knows? Didn't hear it through the building. Didn't hear it through the grunting and groaning. Didn't hear it because they ran too far away. But apparently nobody noticed a big giant explosion-y sound. Good. Well, and he doesn't go back to confirm it anyway, so. <laughs> True, but like I they say. They may have been like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say maybe they came in. Like know. you say, if they ran away a little ways, maybe nobody was like running across the whole complex to find maybe people stuck their heads out and just didn't see anything. And Anyways, but yes, enough time. Um, yeah, so Harry throws up a shield, at least with his bracelet, and saves himself for some more bullet fire, and then Laura disappears somewhere, somehow. Goddamn. All, all that, that, what is it, standard, like, oh, you're like a vampire now, here's your standard super speed, here's your standard super strength, here's your standard super aim, here's your... <laughs> Fucking bitch, just... Your negligee and your cape. <laughs> <laughs> I dub thee now super tart. <laughs> Go on, but yeah. So uh yeah, totally disappears. So now he's trying to help Thomas. Poor, and, Thomas. poor Thomas. And Thomas is a little bit doing that. I'll, I'll be fine. Just go. He's like, dude. <laughs> like, no. Okay. I will be a martyr. Leave me. Leave me. Here's the part that I hate. Harry's all like, I'm not a doctor. And I was like, you just performed first aid phenomenally like big time first. and now you're yeah. like you're on your own man <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I get it okay laceration and bullets are different but still like he makes he's fully he's like i'm not a doctor but and i'm like bro <laughs> you're not gonna do anything for him after you just had like a million amazing ideas for giselle 12 hours ago i mean he didn't say nothing he does do something but yeah still yeah i was just very much like, like do you are you not the same guy yeah right how bad is it i don't know it hurts you've been shot it's supposed to hurt <laughs> can you give me something a little more to go on there but yeah but again touching on that whole like you know again he's a vampire he can heal this is not but again depends on the severity depends on the placement and again this this I mean, like a hole in the chest is you know is, is pretty usually threatening. but again dramatic ma- tony stark managed <laughs> <laughs> right but i was gonna say maybe let me just use a magnet <laughs> <laughs> just like wait i can do one of those i i i can make a giant magnet no problem i just cause like a thunderstorm in like two seconds or um also, do you care about the size of hole in your chest? That's right. I was going to say, so this is what, right? It depends on that, because a black court, avoiding the heart area, I don't think a giant hole in their chest is going to do too much to thwart a black court. 
right? Provided you don't hit that vital heart area. They're like insects. It's like you can just start cutting off limbs and, and things, and they just are like, yeah, whatever. That going, wasn't even going, very, that didn't even matter, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. They'll, but they'll but live through the apocalypse. Yeah. But again, drawing that that parallel to how much more closely human the whites are. They eat, they drink, they breathe, they go out in daylight, like all those things that are. So yeah, they got a little bit more oomph in certain areas. They got this weird psychic thing they can draw off, right? But again, people actually sleep with them. People actually sleep with them. As I mean, yeah. to the black cord. Yeah, people sleep with the red cord too. But yeah, the black well, cord the, is not getting laid. The, the, the red cord in the Guys, but not out of disguise, and definitely not the black court, right? But exactly right. So, so I feel like Count Dracula was sexy. Count Dracula was Wasn't made that, out like, to I be. I feel like yeah, like I feel like his whole thing was like he was like, like able it, to like if this is the same more, Like I think he like the more blood he has, the more he could regenerate oh, yeah, himself. Right, yeah, so right. like. If Maverick has enough blood, will she yeah. regenerate too? Before everyone started hitting garlic up everywhere. He was yeah, hot. and so on and so Yeah, exactly right. But I mean, I was going to say, it, it plays into a little One bit that lore of... Italian get- to ruin. <laughs> 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 but uh, um, I was going to say, a lot of why the vampire mythos is the ways of the sexy is because it's easier to get close to somebody and do that, right? Exactly. If you see something like Mavra coming, you're going to like run away and... Whereas if you see something like Bianca coming or like the sexy Dracula, you're like, hey, how are you? Sure, I'll walk down this dark alley with you and go canoodle somewhere. Canoodle. Uh, canoodle. <laughs> That's the official term the white court uses. <laughs> what a canoodle. <laughs> I'm sure it was in Drax Day, okay? D- D- Dracula was not going around and being like, hey, baby, you want to come over and watch some Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, baby, you want to stare at 18th century art? <laughs> <laughs> want to go watch some sheep graze? <laughs> um, but anyways, yes. So Thomas has this bullet wound. So while in theory he can, it's not necessarily deadly, but it is a bad wound. And there's lots of what ifs. So it's not going to just instant heal. He's not just going to keep running around and doing everything yeah, super with, with the intent that you are still being hunted. <laughs> you with don't just in- have an injury and you now need to get home. Yeah, exactly. You're being hunted. Yeah, exactly right. If that was it, if you just, you know, drive by and, okay, we got time to get you to hospital. We got to, yeah, exactly right. So. They're still a lot re- of resilient, but just as fragile. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a woman. Don't try to move until we know where she's. Yeah, the old sitting duck ploy. That'll get her. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they are. That's the problem is that they are in this situation. So he figures like, okay, I got to try and get you out somewhere. And, and it's about to when all of a sudden he sees more motion somebody coming something so assuming it's like Lara coming back to do the job he like grabs Thomas's gun and just about blows away an Ari no no thank god those super vampire reflexes are enough to recognize who's I'm on my deathbed but don't do that right I'm going to stop you not to my yeah right I'm like was it the super keen hearing you're like that's not because honestly I will admit I was gonna make a joke about like hearing like knowing that was like an approaching but I'm like we are in the upstairs of my work and it is just like a wooden stairs and you literally you can identify almost everybody coming up by how they ascend that staircase mm-hmm. it's it's really funny after there's once or tw- like one or two people where you're but, but almost 
You can do that in any old household. I know. Regularly we'd be like, yeah, those are mom's footsteps. That's my sister's footsteps. That's my brother's foot. That's just how they walk. Yeah, fair enough. But you're talking about a household with, yeah, three or four people, if you know. I'm just saying it's interesting to place with, like, 30 people. And you can tell each individual That's what I mean, though, is, like, people are very distinctive. They are. So, anyways, point being is it is super themed. Does he just recognize, like, oh, that sounds like an Ari coming in? Or is it, like, the, the... Mystic yeah. senses? Is it I like, like I can just smell her perfume? I can see her coming? Who the fuck knows what it was, right? But but yes, jostles Harry enough, thank God. But then, of course, this amazingly enough, like, what is your problem, chick? But makes Anari start freaking out. Oh my God, you're trying to kill me. Oh my God, what did you do to tell? Like, How did you even ass- draw that conclusion? You assume just because he took a wild shot at you and he's laying over the body of Thomas with like a couple of bullet holes in him okay. that... Not everything's about you, you're, okay? Yeah, like, you must have done this too. Dramatic teenager. Oh my God, 19-year-olds, I, I tell you. I mean, he could have maybe apologized. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Thought you were her sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to kill the other one, not you. <laughs> Old sister, bad. Young sister, you're fine. For now. Uh, for now. Um, uh, she, like, clocks him with his blasting rod. Like, just, <gasps> that, yeah! That's got to be one hell of a force to, like... I was going to say, he was... To crack it in half. Like, right? Ooh. Like, okay, obviously Harry knows what the the... Not the fragility, but whatever. The strength the of his wood. Point. The breaking point. Like, he, he's got an idea of what his blasting rod is, is native and capable, right? But I'm like, exactly. I'm like, just a few minutes ago, you chased down Thomas, two full-grown men, and you're smacking on Thomas with this thing. Because first, you're, you're, you are trying to uh, put down what you think is some kind of, like, assailant or whatever, because he hasn't realized it's Thomas yet. So he's not being over, you know, again, well, maybe trying to kill him, but he was obviously trying to be hard enough. And yeah, he's like, here, hold this. And she immediately, like, karate chops it and snaps it in half. Like, I was going to say, Dresden doesn't actually want to kill Thomas. Anari is fully fighting for her life right now, but I guess Harry was fighting for his life earlier, too. Right, yeah. But he made it more fragile. By I guess maybe that's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, if you had just laid off and just punched in the first place and not, yeah, you you weaken that thing. And uh, you also, know, or is this where we make jokes about how hard Harry's, like, head and stuff is? <laughs> You go to Ollivander's, okay? You're gonna know what the flexibility of your wand is. If you're gonna go out into the woods yourself and pick up any old stick, <laughs> you're not gonna know the details, <laughs> what your number is. Care should start putting like a, a steel core in it. Right? I don't know what that would do to the magic. Yeah, I don't know how you have to come up with like it's all like a lightning new. Rod. He he has to come up He'd have to come up with like all new like formulas and runes though. It'd be like, okay, now I gotta work this around like a wooden no, and a metal object. He just and... has to get a drill. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our, con- our our concussion tally up to now? Because like he has to have another one if it's like this dude is dead. <laughs> He's brain dead. He's knocked out more than a a, a professional boxer gets Neville knocked out. Neville Longbottom's parents. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, Harry's like one step from like the black court. Now he's just a walking corpse. <laughs> okay, she just stuns him. She didn't actually knock him out, I don't That's think. That's a... No, it was just a stun, okay? Yeah. He maybe loses a minute or two, but it's a hard I'm going to say concussion, but... Thank God for wizard healing. Not... Yeah. Yeah. Right, and that's yeah. The only Honestly, thing we have though, to go off. Honestly, though, I of. really do respect Anari for action. I was gonna like, say, 
yeah, good. Good for you for not trusting this man, honestly. Oh, honestly, yes, for what you ran in. And again... She's young, she's sheltered, she has no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah, and again, I'm like, I don't know that I would have, like, clubbed a deer. But again, maybe if I ran in and saw somebody with a gun standing over my shot, maybe my first instinct would be to swing too or whatever, you know? Because I'm like, I never really see, like going for help or something but yeah you're right instead of the typical like well obviously she must have assumed he was there to help i'm like actually yeah no the real circumstances if you walked in on that was you're the bad guy you're the bad guy you have yeah why i just met this guy and then he tried to shoot me yeah yeah, and exactly right so yeah kudos that exactly it wasn't even just like a runaway and flee thing is that she fucking nailed him hard And then, and then things get worse. And then things get worse because they always can. Enter black vampires. No. No. Re-enter Lara. Did she come back first? Because yeah. now, yeah, because now oh, Inari's yes, okay. got the well, gun. stunned. Yeah, and drops the gun and all that. Never so mind. Inari picks up the gun and then, oh my goodness, here comes Lara to save the day. Oh, Inari, give me the gun. Let me look after you and tell me. No, she's the one trying to kill her. Why would my sister, you're the one standing over my half-dead brother. Which is, again, I would trust my sister. I would absolutely. 100%. Why would my sister be trying to kill my brother? That's crazy. Right? Yeah, exactly. I would 100% Random big sister comes stage in. stage producer who doesn't know how to do his job? Totally suspicious. <laughs> right? Th- that man eats meat. <laughs> Like, you can, he's a killer already, you know that. He was already talking about killing pigs and cows earlier. He was, yeah. Sociopath. <laughs> so, yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. Exactly. So, oh my goodness. Okay, Laura, here you take over, you fix it. No, no, don't leave me alone here. And then, then we get more things jumping in from the shadows. The wizard and three whites to boot. This would be entertaining. That would be really, really, like a treasure for them, honestly. For, yes. <laughs> Some little present there. That is a little bow. Seriously, just right. Really happy accident. And what what a nice like sampling. You've got like the oldest, and then the next two youngest. <laughs> I was gonna say I was about to say somewhere in the middle, and then but you're right. Thomas is probably the second youngest between yes. thirty and nineteen. Yeah, my damn. We it. haven't gotten to that chapter, but I did the math on how many kids Wraith has had. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, but I was just yeah. I was like, damn it. Wait a second. It was but see there. There's me going. That you feel like Thomas is older somewhere but i'm like yeah no he's really not in the middle of of anybody there 30 years old and then the next one so, is a 19 year old anari yeah which is reasonable for but yeah so you're right the two babies yeah. it's just so weird to think of thomas as like the baby of the family even though she's sure like his little brother in this and that but right yeah. but it's just i guess when you meet somebody at 30 yeah, you right? don't think of them as like the baby, you know. And to be fair, he is. I mean, this isn't in the episode, but he is Harry's older brother. He's just not. Yes, he's Laura's right. younger brother. Yes, yeah, and that too, right? But. Yes, and in true true butcher fashion, we have to layer on another complication that the Malachio is starting to form. Right. Oh, right. That too. Of that. Yeah. Poop, 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 and more poop. Poop. Oh. oh. Yeah, okay, so it does end up here. So, yeah. Sunshine, so, lollipops, black cords, everything. sucking out your <laughs> entrails. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so now he's got the standoff again with Lara, who's already half killed them. <laughs> Great. Now he's got a. I love this place. Right, right. Porn movies are the best. This is total dream job. Thanks, Thomas. And yeah, now here hey, comes the guy who... I came to work today to get fucked, and I'm gonna. <laughs> 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 right? 
Great. Touch. This concludes our episode 12.11, The Game. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjured by it at your own risk. We sure are. <laughs> <laughs>